the year. This is the year of getting it together and doing what you do best. Hustling, taking care of business, and taking care of your community. Join us for JMT Media's podcast, where we interview everyone from the community to small businesses to elected officials who are changing policy that matters for our community. morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of our viewers and listeners. I am Jacqueline Tacarante, CEO and host of JMT Media Podcast. We are now officially in season three, y'all. So many amazing things have happened um, over the course of the past 16 months. This September, we are officially celebrating seven years in business. Um, we actually didn't get to celebrate our fifth year in business over here at JMT Media. Well, because there was this thing called a pandemic. So um, we've really taken the bull by the horns. And for our seventh year in business, we're celebrating life, liberties, freedoms, everything under the sun, and really focusing and showcasing other female entrepreneurs that we admire, that we see that have ambition, and other women that have this electrifying spirit when you walk into to a room. And so for our next guest, I want to properly introduce you to Ms. Joan Mays. Um, she is the owner of Life in Seven Coaching and Consulting, and she's the creator of Work Wellness Academy, WWA, a learning community dedicated to professional and personal growth. The WWA membership community podcast and workshop series provides coaching, support, training, and resources for those who want to regain control over their work and well-being, which we're going to talk about. WWA also works with businesses and organizations who strive to create a work culture that contributes to the well-being of their employees. Prior to starting her business, Joan Mays was a leader in higher education for over 23 years. She has a bachelor's degree from Xavier University of Louisiana, a master's degree from Louisiana, I'm sorry, from Temple University, and a certification as a personal and executive coach from the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. In addition to running her business, and this is how I got to meet her, Joan is also the president of the San Diego chapter of NABO, which is the National Association of Women Business Owners. In October of 2020, Joan relocated to her forever city, San Diego, California, where she now works and lives her best life. Joan, I am so excited to have you. Um, I'm going to bring you on. Are you there? I am here. How are you? Oh, I am so excited to see you, hear from you. <laughs> Um, your spirit is electrifying, ma'am. And so we got to meet each other in DC a couple of weeks, months. I, it feels like time is just flying. Mm -hmm. And there was just something about your magnetic spirit and personality. And I was like, Ooh, I would love to have her as a guest. So welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I feel the same way about you. Um, it was really empowering to be in DC with all of these wonderful, powerful women business owners. And so it actually invigorated me to be around all of you and kind of like gave, you know, it's like stokes your fire and you're like, yes, That's I can right. do anything now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So can you talk to us a little bit, you know, we're going to start off talking about your business. Like how did you get into this field of health and wellness? Because it is, 
to some folks, it's a trending topic. It's a trending term, but you have had your pinky toe dipped in it for a very long time. So can you talk a little bit about your business and your coaching and all of that good stuff? Yes. Well, um, my journey started as a personal journey. Um, I worked in higher education for 23 years and it was definitely a wonderful experience. I loved working with students and helping them um, develop and discover themselves and and apply their talents and find careers and different things that they loved. And so I was always helping them. And then um, physician heal thyself. I was like, you know, working long hours. Um, sometimes I was working in very uh, stressful, um, toxic environments. And it really took a toll on me because when I first started my job, it was so wonderful. And I was fortunate enough to have such wonderful supervisors that it didn't hit me until I reached my first position where there was really a, a, the work culture itself was really trying. Yeah. Um, and and um, since work was my life, it kind of felt like I had to find some other place to to uh to do something i really i walked into my boss's office at one point and said well i can't let y'all kill me so we're gonna have to change a couple of things and and that's really yes and that's when i really took control of my work life and said like i want to work i love my work but i can't do it if i'm not well and it started as my physical health but it turned into this journey of knowing myself deeper, recognizing those areas and the issues that I was bringing into the workplace, you know, and what, you know, my history, we all bring in our history and our backstory. Um, and that backstory conflicts and it comes in contact with and, and butts up against other people's stories. And we get this mess at work, right? And since we spend so much time at our workplace, if we're not able to practice and be well at work, then basically the majority of our lives uh, for a good 40 years between our 20s and our 60s is spent not being well or showing up as someone other than ourselves. And so I strive to do that for myself. And then later on, I started to share what I was doing with other folks and that kind of spiraled into what I'm doing now. You know, I that that was a lot to unpack because I think you yeah. hit the nail on the head, you know, um, even as a young child, right? You're always told if you're nice, other people are going to be nice back to you. And that's not the case all the time. And so, you know, and I can, I can only speak for myself from experience where I've taken it to a personal level, but I have to remind myself that not everybody has had the same journey that I may have. So I may either be too sensitive or too, um, too hurt by the situation, but I have to remember that everybody has their own journey and that it's yeah. okay sometimes, but you have to acknowledge that they have their journey, you have your journey yeah. and you move forward from that. So I love that you acknowledge that, that, you know, you were in a place where you had to start really unpacking all of that, um, to really understand like, how is this going to work for me? How am I going to stay here? You know? Um, yeah, yeah I think part of being an entrepreneur and, you know, we've talked about this a few times on my podcast. Um, but when you start off as an entrepreneur starting your business, you know, there's what I call the physical part of like, 
okay, you got your LLC, check. You have your website done, check. You have your list of contacts that you're going to reach out to, check. Um, but no one truly prepares you for kind of like the, the mental marathon that you go through. And so one of the things that I find fascinating about your coaching business is really entrusting in the process of understanding who you are so you can be the best person that comes to the table, be the best entrepreneur, be the best community member that you need to be in order to thrive and have a successful partnership, collaboration. Um, so I think it's fascinating what you do. Um, can you talk to us now? You said you had 23 years working in higher education. Um, so part of what JMT Media also does is we work with students with the New York City Digital Media Center, and we try to provide them with skills to move into the video production space. And so some of them want to go to college. Some of them don't. Um, our goal is to try to at least instill that spark of education for them, continuing education. Can you talk a little bit about your experience in the 23 years of, you know, what your role was and how you help students? Because I think that's also super important for folks to listen to. Yes, I think that um, having worked with students, I think that the main thing is that we send students to college like it's like it's a day camp right yeah. like oh this is going to be the best experience of your life and you're going to go in there and it's really more like boot camp it's like yeah there'll be some some great times definitely but this this is an opportunity for you to mold and craft your life this isn't this is four years for you to really hone in on who you are what your interests are, what your skills and abilities are, and test those things out, and then craft the life you want going out. I don't think we really help students by saying, like, when you get in there, you need to know what you're going to do in your major yeah. and all this different stuff. Because like you said, there's so many things that we could be exposed to. Like, when I was going into college, I had a very limited idea of what types of professions I can be in. And now, like over the years, I've been like, I did not know you could make money doing that. I did not know that was a, what in the, I didn't know that you could have a career in higher education unless you were a professor. Like I literally went to grad school thinking I was going to be a professor. And then, but I had been doing all this stuff. I had been an RA. I had, you know, worked in, you know, different offices that did tutoring and different things of that nature. I had no idea the the number of positions and the number of ways you could work in uh, at a college and university mm -hmm. and i think that's the thing exposure and then self-awareness i i always drive this home to people you have to be in tune with and know yourself as soon as you go on autopilot you drift towards wherever somebody pushes you you just kind of like one of those big balloons where people just like push it and then somebody else hits yeah. it and it's going all over the place you you get to choose and you don't have to do everything the way that it was laid out for someone else. You just have to know that if you do take a different path that's not already laid out to you, you have to know how to understand where you're going. It's like when you're driving down the street, it's like if I'm going this direction and I get to a detour sign and, a, and, a, and, a, and the street's blocked off, I don't get out of my car and abandon it. Yeah, I guess I didn't get there. 
No, I go down other lanes and I, but I'm aware of, hey, I know where I was. I know I don't know exactly how to get where I'm going. So I'm paying attention to where I'm going so that I don't get further lost. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's the thing for students is just take time um, to what do I like about my classes? What do I want to do? How can I get more exposure to all the different facets of mm -hmm. the, the field I'm going in? And then how does that fit with who I am as a person and the life I want to live in the future? Yeah, you know, the um, we have a couple of students that more than a couple, but several of them, they're, they're the first to even go to um, high school, to graduate high school. So college to them is like, we don't have money for that. We don't have money to put the application in. And, and what do you mean we have to put in a whole application? Aren't my grades enough? And so it's interesting because last before I left for vacation, we ended up sitting, me and a couple of the board members ended up sitting down with these students to talk to them about here are your options that you have. And a lot of them didn't realize that they had more than one option. You know, it could be college, it could be vocational school, it could be internship program. It could, there's a lot of things that you can do. And so having that awareness of, oh, well, this is what you could do. You know, growing up in Texas, when I see women in media, the only women that you really saw in media were the ones that were like on KSAT 12, the local news channel, right? Mm -hmm. um, they had their hair blown out and lipstick and looking fabulous, but there weren't really women in media. There weren't women in video production. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, having my own media company, it was really going down this path of like, well, who am I going to turn to when I need ABC? And I was like, wait, I could totally do this myself. And so my company started off as just doing press and social media. And now we probably produce close to 400 videos a month, which is crazy when you think about it, just the sheer quantity. Uh, but that was because I had an awareness of, I want to do something. I don't know how I'm going to fully get there, but I'm going to figure it out. And so part of, I think a lot of folks entrepreneurial journey is figuring it out. Yeah, I like to tell, um, I used to, I always use this analogy of think of everything, all of your skills and abilities, all your experiences as tools in your toolbox. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes you don't know what you want to build, but you're collecting these things, right? You're collecting all of these things. So I have a hammer, I have this. And so when you see something that you want to do, but you don't know exactly how to do it, the first thing you want to do is pull out your toolbox and say, Hey, I want to build that. What do I have? And what do I what need? do I have that I can maybe use in a different way? So sometimes I might have a mallet and not a hammer, but <laughs> both of them bang stuff in, maybe, you know, depending on how hard it is for the nail to go through. Like it still might work. Um, but also, what am I missing? And is there a way to use the stuff I already have to go get that other thing? Because sometimes I uh Things aren't cookie cutter. Like no. transferable skills are again not necessarily about direct transference. It's like mm -hmm. when you go to college, college doesn't really teach you how to do a job. College teaches you how to think, how to problem solve, and how to be resilient and and find, you know, and and use your mind, right? So, so that can be done in any way. All you have to do then is learn the practical parts of it. And if you're willing and able 
to be a learner, be someone who's open to being corrected, who's open to failing, who's open to really and truly um, putting in all that you have to what you want to do. It's fine. It's never going to be easy, though, because this is the thing also people have to recognize, like, what am I willing to do and what is just a deal breaker? Like, I'm like, I know myself so well now, (laughs) but it came from me going like having conversations with myself like now, girl, you know, good (laughs) well, you know, like I I, I always tell people like I saw that movie uh, with um, I think it was Reese Witherspoon. She did that wild movie where the woman hiked the Pacific Crest Trail and she went out there and her boots and everything like that. And I saw that movie and I thought, oh, that's such a great experience to learn about yourself. And I was like, oh, maybe I should start hiking. And then the next moment, my uh, my angel, my, my split personality, <laughs> which I call Shaquan, said, now, girl, you know, you don't like to be outside that long. Like, you know, you are not going to go in, go to the bathroom. In the wilderness. <laughs> you are not going to walk through snow without a boot. Like, these are things you just aren't going to do. So let's find another way for you to have a transformative life experience where you don't have to be out in the woods drinking water out of <laughs> the stream. <laughs> so uh, so people have to know that about themselves because everything yeah. that you want to do is going to take some effort and hard. I, I know people say like, oh, find the job that you love and it just even the job that you love has Takes parts effort. of it. Yes. And even me going out on my own as a business person I was like, oh, well, if I don't have to answer to anybody, I can make my own time. Oh, this is going to be great and easy. There was a level of deep, like you said, this roller coaster of emotion and doubt and fear and, you know, that I still, you know, deal with every single day that I was pinning on, oh, it was because I was working for somebody else. And it's like, no, it's because you had an issue that you weren't aware of. And now that all of those other excuses and all those other things to blame are no longer there. You have to now face those things and it gives you a deeper understanding of what you need to do the work that you want to do. Oh, you just hit the nail on the head. Um, You know, I'm, it's so funny that, well, not funny. It's interesting that you are in the life of seven, because as I mentioned before, we're celebrating our seventh anniversary for my company. And, you know, most companies, I hate when they say, oh, small businesses or 50% fail after five years. And in my mind, I'm like, I, there's a lot of reasons why businesses, I don't even want to say fail. They put a, they put a pause. A lot Mm -hmm. of it has to do with access to capital funding. A lot of it has to deal with accessibility to city and state contracts. And so there's a lot of variables but as, as we are focusing on year seven, one of my staff members, I was just telling her yesterday that um, there's been a couple of prospective clients that I've had to decline. And she's like, why? And I said, you know, I just know that they're not going to bring me joy. They're not, they're not going to bring me joy. They're not going to bring my company joy. So why would I want to start dating someone when I know that you're not bringing me joy? Like, yes. and, so, and that's part of growth, right? When you first start a company, you're like, I want to work with everybody. I want to get my name out there. And then there comes a point in your business where you're like, wait, I want to be selective in who brings me joy in my space, in my place of peace. Mm-hmm. And so 
when we talk about really knowing and being aware, that's also knowing and being aware of what your piece is and what you need to do to put your head down at night. And so it's been an interesting journey to get here because in the past I've always been like, yes, of course I'll help your organization or your business. And you have, you know, pennies on the dollar for what we're worth. And now I'm like, well, there's a moment when you talk about the value and understanding your value proposition. So um, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And that's the reason why um, I created this work wellness Academy idea because it really came from like, what do I want to do? What do I want to be spending my, if I'm going to build a business, why build a business of stuff that I don't like to do just because it would make me money. And don't get me wrong. Mama likes to eat. And I I just told you, I don't like to be outside, you know, in the, in in the woods and stuff like that. So I'm going to need some type of capital, but there is, um, and I'm fortunate and privileged enough. There is a point where you can, you can kind of like figure out what those parameters are and then you can you can build it if it's easier for me now to start to build something that is more closely related to what i want to see in the future than to build something that's totally unsustainable or totally drains me and yeah. then try to change it into what i wanted to do and that's why i talk about you know this idea of work wellness which is pursuing interesting and meaningful work that enables you to um, to grow personally. That is a good use of your abilities because we all have abilities. Like, but just because you have something, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, <laughs> and it provides the quality of life I desire. So my quality of life might be different from other people. I'm pretty simple. Like, you know, I have some taste, but you know, I've always liked small spaces. I don't need like a sprawling like seventy thousand foot mansion or anything like that. And there are certain things that I'm willing to pay money for. And there's certain things I'm not willing to pay money for, but my quality of life, you know, yeah. I know what that is. And therefore I know if I can turn, turn away that business, or I know there, you know, what my skills are. So it's like, if I'm going to have to do something that's going to be a struggle for me versus creating, you know, a coaching program, that's going to be joy for me, then why not start there? And that's where going back to the students, don't pick a job just because it just gives you, there's other reasons to have to, to have a certain job or work. You know, don't pick a job just because it's giving you the most money or it has the most prestige. Know that there is a cost to everything. So if they're giving you a whole lot of money and there's a whole lot of prestige, it probably comes with a whole lot of other things that you have to know whether you're willing to deal with those things or not. Exactly. Um Now, as we close out this episode, I always ask one last question. Mm -hmm. What do you define as success? Um, And I'll start it off for for myself. And I say this all the time. So growing up, my mom, uh, she she was a single mother with three kids. I was the youngest. And my stepdad didn't come into the picture until we were like 10, 11. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I I always tell people I used to define success as being able to go to the grocery store and buying hundreds and hundreds of dollars without worrying about, oh, my gosh, how are we going to pay the light bill? How are we going to pay the water bill? Right. And so now when I think about defining success for me, it's like success for me is about my impact. And everything that comes out of this office that comes, whether it's on social media or it's at an event that we're producing, 
I'm like, if it has an impact, to me, that defines a successful company. So, Joan, mm -hmm. what do you define as success? It's, it's funny. For me, success is, um, at the end of the day, being at peace. And being at peace with who I am and with the life I'm creating. I think that for me, I've always wanted to make sure, first of all, that I, I was being myself, that I was being authentically who I am. And you talked about like having this light or whatever, and people have mentioned that to me before. And I say, you know what? I don't think I had that before because I was so trying to shrink myself down to be acceptable to people. And as soon as I stopped caring about that and started caring more about what do I really feel, what I really want, that it just opened up. And that's my goal is always to be light and love in the room. I want people to light in that, you know, sh not just, you know, having a bright personality, but being a place where people can learn things and know things, being love, being someone who accepts other people as they are for who they are and sees through them because the other really big thing about success for me is I need to be making an impact for other people. So yeah. I always want to make sure that other people feel seen, heard and valued for what they're doing. So those are the things that make success for me, being able to be who I am and being able to help other people get to the level and get to the best versions of themselves that they want to be. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I never realized what that meant when people, my grandfather used to always sit outside on his bench and I'd be like, grandpa, what are you doing? And he would say, I'm listening to peace. And last week while I was in Texas, I had a moment after putting everybody down to sleep <laughs> after everything's washed and clean and put away for the next day. I was sitting outside and I was like, Oh, I get it. You're listening to peace. Like, and that's probably the most beautiful thing in the world. So yeah. Joan, I thank you wholeheartedly for yeah. joining us on season three. Um, you're definitely light and love all day, every day. And so for those of you that are tuning in and closing out on this amazing episode, make sure that you follow the links down below for Life in 7. Also follow JMT Media Podcast for future episodes featuring entrepreneurs, small business owners, congressmen, city council members, everyone in between to talk about their journey. So thank you so much. And thank you, Joan. You have a great one. Thank you. You too.